Welcome to Nutrition Without Compromise, a podcast brought to you by Orlo Nutrition. We believe that nutrition shouldn't be an either-or, that you should never have to sacrifice your morals for your health or that of our home planet. Join natural products veteran Karina Belizzi and experts from around the globe as they discuss healthy solutions that are better for you and better for the planet. Hello and welcome to another episode of Nutrition Without Compromise. I'm your host, Karina Belizzi, and today we're going to do something a little different as we dig into an episode that is really rooted in sharing my knowledge of omega-3s as I respond to several Ask Me Anything questions that we've received since the launch of Orlo Nutrition. The entire theme of this episode is really around a single question. Should I take fish oils or should I take omega-3? What really is the difference? To answer this question, we first have to talk about what dietary fats are, what they do, and why getting more omega-3 is so beneficial to your overall health. We're going to start there. So this episode will be one part informational, one part answer of community questions that we've received along the way with this early phase launch of Orlo Nutrition and really a discussion on what forms of fats are most needed, how you can attain your best overall health. So let's start with this one simple question as we dive into the subject. What are essential fatty acids and why should I care? Why should I really be concerned with them, with getting enough omega-3s, sixes? Are nines essential? Okay, so let's start with the essentials. Omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids are two classes of fats that are considered essential. This means that your body cannot produce them, even if you had all of the right building blocks in your body itself. So you need to consume them in your diet each day in order to achieve your best health. Now, omega-3s, they actually help you to create these anti-inflammatory leukotrienes and prostaglandins. This is part of the function of how they work. Your body gets to these particular anti-inflammatory actors through a multiple process standpoint. So you need to actually have enzymes that break down plant-based omega-3, alpha-linolenic acid to get to the EPA and DHA that are so heavily researched to promote health. But why do they do such an incredible job for you? Really, this gets back to what's already in our diet And what we see is a case where, for the most part, we consume far more omega-6s, the other essential fat. So the other essential fat class, the omega-6s, they actually help you to build pro-inflammatory prostaglandins and leukotrienes. These essentially act in your system to help your body heal when you have an inflammatory event that could be as simple as stubbing your toe or getting a bruise on your arm and your body needs to know to send the white blood cells to the right places, to send your T cells and get them into action to ultimately defend your immune system. This particular action of these two essential fats is something that's absolutely critical to have in balance. And the challenge today is that we consume 15 times more omega-6s than we consume omega-3s. This has mostly come out of industrial agriculture, the industrialization of our society, really building foods that are shelf-stable and easy to grab and go. 
Omega-3s, generally speaking, the reason that they aren't in our diets the way that they might have been in the long distant past is because of the fact that they aren't quite as shelf stable. And they aren't also as present in as many of the foods that we eat today. Certain oils have been refined to actually reduce the content of omega-3s and improve their shelf stability. So those seed oils that you buy on the shelves to cook with that are considered to be stable, have a high flash point, be able to uh, go ahead and cook with them under high temperature, like corn oil, peanut oil, soybean oil, on down the line, they're all very, very high in omega-6s and completely replete of omega-3s because they've been refined. And so ultimately what this does is means that you fry food, you cook with oils, you make baked goods with oils, and guess what? You're getting more omega-6s. And if we think too about the foods that we feed our animals, we feed our animals grains like corn, like soy, things that are easy to mass produce and which we've put a lot of subsidies behind to grow so that we can produce them cheaply which then means that the confined animal feedlots that are out there creating massive meat that we can consume on a weekly basis, they're also higher in omega-6s. If, on the other hand, you were to have hunted buffalo or even currently hunt deer, you would find that the omega-3 to omega-6 balance in those animals themselves are actually closer to a one-to-one because they're grazing on multiple types of grasses, they're grazing even on flax or other types of plants that actually contain more omega-3 than omega-6. And so those animal meats would be healthier, even their milks would be healthier. But the reality is we don't live in that world today. You're not getting a hunted bison burger when you go out to a local restaurant. You're not buying that meat when you go to the grocery store. And so what has happened over the course of the last couple of generations, mostly, is that our consumption of omega-6s have skyrocketed. You'll hear about a movement lately where we are seeing people come forward and saying, reduce the seed oils, stop eating seed oils. And this is perhaps an oversimplification of the problem. If you were to consume flax seeds and chia seeds, you would find that you're actually getting a higher level of omega-3 than omega-6. But the problem is that you'd have to consume a whole lot of them in order to get to the EPA and DHA that your body needs to thrive. So people ask that simple question, should I take fish oils or consume omega-3? And they're not asking the right question. It should be, how do I get enough EPA and DHA in my diet? And the answer to that isn't completely simple or straightforward either. But one of the common ways that people hear that they can get their levels up of omega-3 is to consume fish, fatty fish in particular, eat fish low on the food chain like sardines and anchovies that tend to be quite oily and also which don't bioaccumulate the same level of toxins of some of their counterparts like salmon. This is one way you can get there. But the reality for many is that they don't want to consume fish or they might be concerned with the health of our oceans, of our ecosystems. They might be vegan. They might be trending plant-based and be concerned about getting microplastics in their diet. All real concerns. Luckily, we do have an answer here. Algae is actually the producer of the EPA and DHA that the fish then consume and bioaccumulate. 
And we're at a stage in our technological progress where we're able to isolate these incredible nutrients from algae. So we can literally skip right through that middle fish and go directly to the algae source. This is one of the things that we've worked to do with Orlo Nutrition. Now, one of the common complaints that you get from people who consume a fish oil product is that they have a fishy repeat or a burp. It's unpleasant. And the reason for this is really simple too. It's that it's in a triglyceride form or even an ethyl ester or free fatty acid form. These forms of fats are not quite as stable and they also stay in liquid form. So if you pour a little bit of oil like that into a glass of water, what happens? It floats on the top. And as it floats on the top, it's more likely to create that kind of burp as your, your body starts to digest and your gastric juices start to flow and work to emulsify it. Some aldehyde byproducts are created, and that burp is actually an aldehyde byproduct. Now, what we've been able to do with Orlo Nutrition is different because we have been able to minimally process the algae, preserve its polar lipid form. So what is a polar lipid? A polar lipid is something that is essentially emulsified in the plant itself or in the animal itself. It's in the form that your body actually uses the omega-3. And so it gets dissolved directly into your system and into your tissues quite easily. If you take a capsule of an Orlo Nutrition oil and squirt it into a glass of water, stir it up a little bit, you're going to notice that the oil turns or the water itself turns green and that the oil gets in these tiny little beadlets and, and even seems to disintegrate and disappear in the water itself. This is because it's in the polar lipid form and it's able to easily be integrated into your cell walls for this reason. It also doesn't create this kind of burp back or this aldehyde byproduct that you would notice consuming a fish oil or even other algae oils that aren't in this polar lipid form. So I hope that helps to demystify some of the question of omega-3 to omega-6 and why you might be getting so much more omega-6 in your diet than omega-3. But one of the natural questions that comes after this is simply, what about the other fats? We heard for a long time that we should limit our fats, that we should actually eat a low-fat diet. I've never been a proponent of this. It will not help you achieve metabolic health. It will also not help you achieve hormonal health nor will it help you achieve your waistline goals. Ultimately, your bodies critically need fat in order to operate optimally. So it's getting the right kinds of fats in your diet consistently. And if you're going to work to reduce your omega-6s, what do you replace it with? You may not be able to necessarily consume a, that much omega-3. So what do you cook with? You're not going to cook with an algae oil or a fish oil because Frankly, they're not that stable and would have a low flash point and ultimately create some problems because they'd be corrupted at that relatively high temperature. So there are some key things that you can do in your kitchen to ensure that you're both eating healthy fats and also not over-consuming omega-6. And one of those things is simply to consider cooking with a fat that is more stable at high temperatures, and that's coconut oil. Coconut oil is high in MCT oil, which is also very healthy for your cells. It's a neutral fat insofar as its inflammation status, so it's not going to be anti-inflammatory or pro-inflammatory. 
You can also combine coconut oil with things like butter or ghee, which are saturated fats. And those saturated fats also are able to withstand a higher temperature. Another thing you can do when you're cooking at low temperature is use olive oil. Olive oil is high in omega-9. And omega-9, while an important fat, is not an essential fatty acid. It's incredibly healthy as a nutrient source and, in fact, a great oil to consume in your salad dressings. But I would never cook at high heat with olive oil. So this brings to mind something else. Many of us try to achieve optimal health and ultimately consume a diet that is balanced in our fats. And we look to things like salad dressings that contain omega-9, that contain olive oil, or maybe even avocado oil. Now, these can be delicious salad dressings, but the problem is most of the products offered on the shelf contain only a small amount of olive oil or avocado oil. And then the rest of the oil in that product will be canola oil, corn oil, or soybean oil, really high in omega-6. So when you're shopping in your grocery stores, be sure to read those labels as you're consuming or purchasing products that are high in particular fats. Another thing to consider as you do your shopping is to watch out for things that contain partially hydrogenated soybean oil, partially hydrogenated or fully hydrogenated palm kernel oil, or any of the partially or fully hydrogenated oils. These are simply trans fats, and trans fats are only one molecule away from plastics. And the reason I want to bring this up today is because if you consume a single gram of trans fat, you inhibit your body's ability to build the important down-regulated essential fatty acids, EPA and DHA, from plant-sourced omega-3s that you might be consuming. So if you made yourself that chia seed pudding with a little bit of oat milk and some vanilla extract and maybe some berries, and you let that sit overnight, you think, great, I'm giving myself a healthy treat. I'm going to get the alpha-linolenic acid, omega-3. I'll make some of that into EPA and DHA. But you just had a peanut butter sandwich. And that peanut butter had within it both omega-6s from the peanuts itself and also a partially hydrogenated oil. And that essentially gunks up your system. Not only then is your system competing for those same enzymes with the omega-6 peanut oil that you consumed, but you've essentially halted the action of the delta-5 and delta-6 desaturases, which are the enzymes used to digest these fats into the downstream components that you need the EPA and DHA. So overall, I hope that this message has been clear thus far. We really need to focus on getting the right nutrition, the right fats in our diets. If we limit our processed foods, and if we watch our labels for canola oil, for soybean oil, for partially hydrogenated fats, for peanut oil, for these oils, these seed oils that we know to be high in omega-6s, and we increase our level of omega-3s by consuming things that produce those powerful anti-inflammatory prostaglandins and leukotrienes like alpha-linolenic acid omega-3s from walnuts, chia seeds, flax seeds, and the oils that are associated with all three of those. And also consume an algae oil that's high in DHA and EPA every day. Then we're giving our bodies the chance to control inflammation to essentially get to homeostasis or 
balance. And when our inflammatory system is in balance, we can achieve our optimal health. It's not out of this world. Now, I recently wrote an article for Ageist, a publication focused on healthy aging, that really focused on 10 simple ways to balance your health by balancing your fats. It includes specific tips for how to reduce your omega-6s and increase your omega-3s, some of which we've already touched on here. But what I find for many is that sometimes seeing these sorts of things in print really helps to solidify our knowledge base. So what I will do with show notes for this episode is link specifically to that article. And I'm even going to include the hot list items on that page itself so that it's easy for you to reference. You don't even have to hop over to Aegist if you don't want to. But again, an incredible and easy way to just do a quick review and even consider printing that list when you go grocery shopping because it may help you decide what you're going to buy and what you are not going to buy. Our health is so much more easy to manage when we give our bodies the right tools that it needs to thrive. It's not rocket science, but it does take a little bit of doing. And one of the first steps is to just ask the question and then to consider eating a diet that is higher in whole unprocessed foods or foods that at least are not highly processed. When you get into the ingredients panels and you see something like 30 ingredients and some of them are very hard to pronounce and when you see something like partially or fully hydrogenated soybean, canola, or any other oil, then you know you're choosing the wrong thing. Simply processed foods can be very healthy for you. Olive oil technically is a processed food. And it's not a seed oil. It's actually the oil of a fruit. So if you have heard that you need to limit your seed oils, consider olive oil an exception. And also consider flaxseed and chia oils to be an exception there too. And most certainly, you could consider algae to be an exception. Algae is a plant, not a seed at all. And the microalgae that we're growing with Orlo Nutrition is grown photosynthetically. I mentioned earlier that if you were to squirt one of the capsules in a glass of water and stir it up, that the water itself would turn dark green. That's because it retains all those phytonutrients that are present in the algae itself in nature as it's growing photosynthetically. It also has high levels, again, of those polar lipid forms of omega-3s, EPA and DHA, so that when you consume them, you're not going to burn them back up. And they'll be integrated into your system three times more quickly than anything from fish oil. This also means that you can consume less. So when we go back to that first question I asked, should I take fish oils or omega-3? The answer ultimately is you should make sure you get enough EPA and DHA every single day. And all of the three products that we offer in the arena of omega-3 at Orlo Nutrition, they all fit that bill. Three times more absorbable than fish oil, so you can even take them in a smaller pill and get all of the amazing benefits of omega-3s, of balancing your health and balancing your fats. But if you want to get the most benefit, you also want to reduce your omega-6 level. And that will mean you have better mental clarity, your eye health, your brain health improves. Because guess what? That EPA and DHA that comes in that single soft gel or two that you consume each day, it is directly involved in every biological process in your body. Half the fat in your brain and eyes is made up of DHA. 
They're included in structural components of your cells, from your cell membranes to even the nucleotides, the DNA. They're intrinsically involved in every process of the body and included in every single one of your 37 trillion cells. And if you don't get enough of these particular fats in your diet every day, guess what? You will make those components up of the other fats that are in your diet. Your cells won't be quite as healthy, nor will you. So perhaps for the day, I've been an omega-3 evangelist and telling you a bit about how you can go ahead and balance your fats, get your body to a homeostasis so that you are not in a situation where you have out of control inflammation, where your leukotrienes and your prostaglandins are essentially creating more inflammation and more inflammatory events in the body, and you'll get to a better health overall. You'll enjoy better mental clarity. Your overall cardiovascular system will be more healthy because you're giving your body building blocks it needs to be its healthiest. As we wrap up today's show, I want to invite you to visit orlonutrition.com. And if you've been compelled to get more omega-3 EPA and DHA in your diet, you can go ahead and use our coupon code NWC10 at checkout to get an additional 10% off your order. We're presently offering a holiday promo bundle on our website. And so if you check out orlonutrition.com, you'll see that you can get our omega-3s along with our immunity boost for a reduced rate at only $90 for two months supply of both products. And this ultimately will ensure that you're able to balance your omegas and also supporting your immune system with the power of spirulina, vitamin D, a smattering of B vitamins that will ultimately help you produce natural energy and also protect your immune system. So with that, I would like to say my parting words to all of you as I invite you to raise a cup of your favorite beverage with me. Here's to your health. Thanks for listening to Nutrition Without Compromise. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to learn more, visit orlonutrition.com and join our mailing list. You'll gain access to complete show notes, features, and informative blogs because nutrition shouldn't be an either-or.